When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. On the Gopher Sports Network from Learfield. From Buffalo Wild Wings on the University of Minnesota campus. The official sports bar of March Madness. This is Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson. Presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Gard and the voice of the Gophers, Mike Grimm. Another edition, Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson. Welcome to the show. As always, a lunchtime edition of the show. Noon until 1 o'clock every Tuesday from Buffalo Wild Wings. No JG today. He has uh, some illnesses at home he's taking care of. Uh, the good news is he's feeling okay. He's got some family members not feeling the best. So uh, we're going to let him play dad this morning or this afternoon. And, uh, Coach, that means uh, it's uh, you and me here, pilot and co-pilot. So uh, no guardsy today. We're ready. We're ready to go. We can probably handle it without JG for a day. And uh, let's let's rock right to it here. The Gophers uh, will host tomorrow night Indiana. That's an 8 o'clock game. We'll take air at 7.30. Tickets available at gophersports.com. So that, we'll get that one out of the way. We'll preview that a little bit later. But let's look back here. Uh, your game Sunday at Michigan, uh, a tight game. You guys were up 10 early in that game at three different occasions. And then at the midway point, you had a 20-10 to 10 lead. Uh, Dawson picks up foul number two, and then it uh, gets evened up there by halftime. Um, but... My first question is, you had mentioned that you weren't real thrilled with how maybe the team played in that Purdue game, not just in terms of execution, but maybe in terms of the fight or the compete level. And I think you had to be happy with the response that they had in that road game at Michigan from that standpoint. I was. No, I thought, I thought we did respond the right way, and we came out with a, a different focus and a different mindset uh, that we had versus Purdue, which was – Good to see because that was the message really leading up to that game was 
uh, what's done is done, but now we can control our response, and, and that was important for us. What, um, how do you put your finger on, is it because of youth where you could have a number three team in the country and then the compete level doesn't show up the way a head coach wants it to show up? Is that, is that where you put your finger at for that? Yeah, I think some of it, too, was also, um, you know, we couldn't, couldn't get a shot to fall, yeah. especially early, and it's human nature to let bad offense or offense that's frustrating um, you know, carry over to the defensive end. And, and you get so consumed with, you know, what you can or can't do offensively that, um, you know, it takes away from the other part of the game. And you got to be able to fight that battle and be able to still compete even when things aren't going your way. And so I thought we, we really got kind of into that, into that rut of, you know, kind of feeling sorry for ourselves offensively and then letting that dictate kind of other parts of the game. Yeah, I think, you know, when you talk about basketball especially, I mean, it's not going on any limb that when you're making shots, it's more energizing. you got a, certainly a better chance to win the game. So when you hit a, a stretch where shots aren't going in, and, and good looks, some of them, right, um, that does zap energy. Whether you want to believe you're the most competitive guy in the world or not, the energy gets zapped a little bit when six or seven or eight straight shots don't go. And I think it was a four for 20-ish or something like that start. So... Well, it does, and then obviously, you know, Purdue's really, really good. And they're good, you know, yeah. Number one team in the country now. Um, so it's like, it's a double double whammy there. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to struggle against anybody, but then especially when you're struggling against a really good team that, that makes you work uh, extremely hard on the defensive end. I mean, both sides of the ball, it's like you're feeling it. And, um, and then again, you know, that's the part that, uh, the mental piece that comes into play where you've got to be able to fight that and you got to be able to continue to, to not lose focus um, and not lose your, your will to win. That was an interesting game, too. It was a 61. Uh, you held Purdue to 61. You held 80 to 12 points and six rebounds. If I'd have given you both those numbers, you'd have been fairly pleased, I think. Were you pleased defensively with, with it, or did the game, just the way it unfolded, it just was one of those low-scoring affairs anyway? Yeah, no, I thought there were some bright moments defensively. Um, you know, like you said, if you would have told me Purdue was going to have 61, um, Edie was going to have 12, and, and Lawyer was going to have six. I would have said, well, wow, we're going to win the game. Hell of a game, yeah. <laughs> um, and so there were some positives. You know, I thought Pharrell did a really good job. Uh, I thought Dawson and, and, and Josh, our bigs, did a really good job on Edie, just limiting his touches. You know, the game before, uh, I believe he had 26 touches, and in our game, I think he had eight. So the work that's done uh, to limit his touches and follow the game plan from that standpoint was really good. Um, you know, we just offensively didn't have it. And, and that was a disappointing part where, you know, you're going to make uh, shots and some nights you're just going to miss them. But it's more about just the, the, the vibe you have and the energy and the outlook that was the, the one thing that really got to me. It wasn't necessarily the, the missed shots. You know, obviously, you want to make them. But it was just we didn't have the energy. We didn't have um, that conviction to, to figure it out as much as I wanted us to. Did you, and going back and examining the film from that one, um, were you okay with shot selection on most of those shots? Was it just the fact that they just didn't go? Or were there some of it had to do with maybe how you ran offense and you weren't getting looks? And I don't, off the top of my head, remember exactly how it unfolded. But uh, obviously, you've watched it. Right. What do you think from that standpoint? Well, for the most part, it were shots within our offense. Um, you know, uh, a couple of times it's like, okay, you know, maybe if we swing it one more time, you get go from good to great potentially. But I also want to give a lot of credit to Purdue. I mean, they're, they're um, a really good, solid, sound defensive yeah. team. And, um, you know, they have a lot to play for. And so we knew that coming into the game, um, you know, with the streak they had and, and with them a chance to, to win the conference, like they were going to be as um, as animated and as uh, aggressive 
as, as we wanted to be. Um, and so, you know, credit to them. I thought they did a good job just with their intensity level, um, you know, and, and their ability to stay locked in and stay focused for the entirety of the game. Now let's uh, get back to the Michigan recap a little bit here. We mentioned you had a couple of three. It was three 10-point leads you led at the halfway point, 20 to 10. And then Garcia picks up foul number two. And then he sits the rest of the way. And I think I think it was 10. There was 10 straight misses there. But maybe unlike Purdue, uh, that didn't zap energy as much. You guys were tied at half. And then gave him a tussle right to the end of the game. Um, I want to go back first, though, and ask you about uh, philosophically, when a guy gets two fouls, how tempted were you at any point to say, gosh, we got to get Garcia back in? He hit the opening three. He looked pretty good. And what is your general philosophy when a guy gets two in the first half? A lot, I think, goes into kind of who you're playing. Yep. Um, you know, Hunter in that game, my worry was, okay, if you leave him in there or if he gets his third, all right, then the worry is not, it's not the third foul. It's when do you get the fourth? Yep. That's the concern. And again, whether it's Hunter, whether it's Edie, whether some of these bigs where they, you know they're going to get touches and they're going to be the focal point. They're going to go inside, inside, inside. Um, that's the concern. And Jawan is a smart coach. So like anybody, if you knew Dawson's got two, you're going to go right back inside and force the issue. And then it's a 50-50 up to the ref. So let's say he picks up his third. Well, then your concern is, okay, to start the second half, he can't get four in the first 10 minutes. Right. Because if he gets four, you got to pull him. Well, now say, say he gets the fourth early because they're going to go right back inside the hunter. Well, now it's like, okay, you're dealing with a guy probably looking at now sitting 15 minutes, you know. So it's that battle. And I think some of it depends on just how the game's being called. Is it being call, called tight? Is it not? Their personnel, like who was the who was the fouls on? Right. Good luck um, figuring how that one was. Right. You know, we had the situation with Talano against yeah. Nebraska where he had two fouls and I kept them in. Yep. Well, Nebraska kept going to their their dribble keep and posting their guard because they knew Talon had three. And so it's like, okay, I can sit here and not sub him out, but every time down, they're going to post Griezel and he's going to test Talon and it's going to be 50-50 if the ref yeah. calls it. So we had to sub him out. And so you just got to have a kind of a feel for that. And, um, you know, that's kind of the flow of the game, I guess. And then from, from that standpoint, too, because I think defensively you guys were okay. Pharrell was, I thought, really good, right, against Dickinson. It was the offensive side, you know, how much are you missing without having your leading scorer out there, and you try to survive it, and you did, right? Mm -hmm. you're, at the end of the day, you're, you're right even at halftime. And, again, ahead of time, if I'd have said, hey, you're on the road, tied, 23-all, uh, you'd probably take it, right, at half. I mean, Yeah, and I thought in that game we definitely had some, some pretty good looks. They yeah. just, we just weren't able to fall. You know, they were in their drop coverage, and I know we got to our got to our spots got to the elbows got to mid-range um we had we had some good looks and you know with runs like that it just takes one if, if you can get to the free throw line or if you can get that one to fall that breaks it up but it's just hard when you get stuck on a number yeah. um to get over that that hump and so um you know we've got to be able to to have that resolve and, and be able to take the same shots because we're going to get them again throughout the year um, and just have confidence to, to take them and make them. Then on top of that, to compound the issue, Dawson uh, injures uh, his leg in the second half, and then he, he gave it a go, and he was you could tell he was a little gimpy with that. So first question on that, uh, can you give us an update on Dawson and maybe how he's recovering? And, uh, and two, we'll, we'll ask more about how it impacted the game, but what's the injury update with Dawson? Yeah, well, thankfully, you know, he did. Uh, there's no there's no breaks. Um, so we didn't do much yesterday. So guys were off. 
so we'll go today and see if he if he can put weight on or if he can go yeah. or he can't go. Um, he's just been getting treatment right now around the clock, uh, a lot of precautionary stuff. So the good news is it's not anything significant. Now the bad news is is it could be you know something that keeps him out of the game potentially. Yeah. And we're going to be smart like we do with all our guys. Never we're never going to put a guy in jeopardy of um, of further injury um, for this year or down the line just for for a game. So you know we'll go back before practice and see how it feels. Um, I know we got a couple of really good treatment sessions in this morning and. If he can go, great. If he can't, um, then we got to have a couple guys step up. And and the hard part too is, you know, it happened. I think around that, you know, seven eight minute mark, and um, you know, he was obviously in a flow offensively, and to to have that much time left when it goes down, and you knew if he's coming back, he wasn't going to come back the same. You know, yeah. honestly, I kind of talked to him about if you come back, it's it's probably going to be more defensively because you just you couldn't push off a bit right. much and. And, and he wanted to give it a go. And so, you know, got to give him a ton of credit. And it just got to a point where, um, you know, he just want any further injury. And yeah. just he's out there kind of like a like a lame duck. So as much as he wanted to be there and the kid's a warrior, um, you know, he just he just couldn't go at the end of the day. So we, we had um, a benefit of a replay, but I never they never had a good angle as to exactly what happened there. Did you on your game? No, we had the same. We had the same the same look. Um, so, you know, it's like the camera cut off. Right, yeah, you just couldn't right tell. Right where it happened. Um, so, yeah, it was just when you saw it happen and saw him go down, I knew something was bad because he's a he's a pretty tough yeah. dude. And he, he, whether it's practice or games, never wants to come out. And when he hit the floor like that and was in that amount of pain, I knew that, you know, something something happened. Yeah. Because he ain't he's not acting like that if it's not if it's not legit. Yeah. And I couldn't tell. It didn't look like the defender. I forget who it was. Um, I don't think he landed on his foot because it looked like he took a step or two. And then I didn't know if it was fans there or if he just rolled it on his own or because um, my fear, honestly, at the time was like, man, that almost looked non-contact. And then you have other thoughts. Go Thankfully, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, right. Because we've all uh, we've been there yeah. with this with these teams in the past with that, yeah. too. And, and it is. And, and I don't know, maybe sometimes when you land, you come down and maybe it takes a step to, yeah. to kick in to kinda, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, to figure it out. But um, like I said, thankfully, um, from the early test, there's, there's no breaks, and, and then again, we'll just we'll figure out uh, kind of how he feels and, yeah. and go from there, and hope the best for him. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and then obviously, it impacts the game when he's not in, and you guys are hanging tough. You get it to a, a possession late, and then um, you're trying to figure out a way to get the, the basketball back. Um, maybe uh, I don't. We didn't ask you this in the post game, but with the um, the foul that uh, Jamison committed. What was what was the plan there? And then was you know I mean that obviously was a, was a key stretch late. So I got to ask you about it in terms of execution of what you wanted to have happen right. there. Well, I think you know we were going to foul. Uh, we were going to try and get a trap first and then foul. And um, you know my eyes, I didn't see it live. Um, and I'm assuming uh, you know there was contact that was made, and, and Jamison made contact as well. Yeah. And, and it was one of those where the ref was looking at it. I mean, most of the times those guys are watching the play anyways, but it happened right in front of the official, and I think it was one of those where, uh, you know, you had to call it. And, and unfortunately, um, you know, it was, it was in a situation where there just wasn't enough time back. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you had to make the call, and, and I thought what we were doing, actually we had a, you know, Josh got his hand on the ball. Yeah. But we just couldn't recover, so there was that play, and then we do get the steal, and we just couldn't quite get the loose ball when Josh had it, and then we had one, and I think you know, Jamo had a really good look 
Um, so there were a couple of good things down the stretch that I actually was pleased with that Great. we had some urgency and, and we were able to be effective in our trap. We got to steal in front of their bench on one of them. Um, it's just it's just unfortunate that it, it just wasn't enough time. You know, there, there's time ran out on us. Yeah, because even if the fouls committed, even if they make both, you can, you know, there's a way you could trade threes for twos. You can still work your way back in. But them getting free throws and then the ball, it really, yeah. you know, kind of defeated the, uh, the, the the purpose there at that point. Um, want to get back to, to Payne a little bit, guarding Dickinson. That's a tough matchup. But I thought he handled himself for a freshman real good against that big kid. He did. You know, Hunter is, is different from Edie in terms of he's, he's skilled and yeah. he can stretch it. And, um, you know, he is legit, you know, 7-1. And with his touch to be able to just rise and shoot over the top, um, it's a tough matchup for anybody. But I did think Pharrell, you know, defensively did a pretty good job. And he's learning and growing. And I think each game he's taken a step uh, on the defensive end for sure and just in holding his own. You know, again, that Hunter's experienced player who's been in this league a long time and knows kind of all the tricks of the trade and, and i thought pharrell gave him gave him all he could yeah all right let's take our first break we'll come back we'll have more we'll continue to uh, recap we'll continue to talk go for basketball and we'll look ahead as well as the show goes on we want to thank sunbelt alumni-owned sunbelt business advisors should be on your team roster if you're selling a business get your sunbelt no cost confidential business valuation today visit sunbeltminnesota.com we thank them for their support they've got a great table of uh, Sunbelt folks here, so we appreciate that. Stay with us. It's Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson from Learfield. You can guarantee yourself a Minnesota maroon and gold win when you sell your business with Sunbelt Business Advisors. Sunbelt is a local alumni-owned company and proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. Sunbelt provides business owner brokerage service to small business as well as mergers and acquisition service for companies up to $150 million in revenue. Are you thinking about selling? Sunbelt can help make the most from your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com for a free confidential value range. Minnesota's largest seller of companies, sunbeltminnesota.com. When it comes to home renovation or project cleanup, Waste Management's Bagster Bag is one strong receiver. The Bagster Dumpster in a Bag can hold up to 3,300 pounds of debris. That's about the weight of the entire Golden Gophers first team offense plus three cheerleaders. The Bagster Bag is just the right size for kitchen and bathroom remodels or basement and garage cleanups. And it can cost 50% less than renting a full-size dumpster, making it the perfect solution for your next project. To make the Bagster Bag part of your cleanup playbook, visit thebagster.com. In America, the future belongs to everyone, so we built the vehicles of the future for everyone. Command the road with built Ford Tough trucks. Gear up and head out in a Ford Explorer, or check out Ford's adventurous new Bronco Sport, designed to thrive in the great outdoors. Right now, your Northland Ford dealers are giving you exclusive offers on a wide selection of vehicles, all to help you get a great deal on the perfect Ford truck or SUV. Visit your Northland Ford dealers today to see the full Ford lineup for yourself. Buffalo Wild Wings has partnered with the Gophers men's basketball team to offer you wings for threes this season. Anytime the Gophers make seven or more three-point shots in a game, fans win $7 off orders of 15 or more wings. Offer valid at participating locations throughout Minnesota for two days after each qualifying game. Come to Buffalo Wild Wings for Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson on Tuesdays from 12 to 1 at the Buffalo Wild Wings University of Minnesota location. Buffalo Wild Wings is a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics and the official sports bar of March Madness. The Abbott Fund, 
The foundation of the global healthcare company Abbott is dedicated to helping people build better lives and stronger communities in Minnesota and around the world. Abbott and the Abbott Fund have supported the University of Minnesota's MAGIC program for over a decade. MAGIC stands for Maroon and Gold Impacting the Community. This support helps the University of Minnesota to provide student-athletes with quality volunteer opportunities to give back to youth in the Twin Cities. Thank you, Abbott Fund, for helping us strengthen our communities. How do you treat cancer? At M Health Fairview, we know that treating cancer starts with caring for you. So we care with everything we've got. We care with our drive, our passion from losing people we love, and relentless optimism in the face of uncertainty. Because at M Health Fairview, we don't just treat cancer. We treat you. So Planet Fitness is only $10 a month. Pretty sweet. That's $10 a month to be in a thumbs-up emoji place. Yes, I just said thumbs-up emoji. It means that you're in the judgment-free zone. That's $10 a month. Join in club or online at planetfitness.com. The world judges. We don't. Planet Fitness. Be free. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details. PNC has made a home here in the heart of our region, investing in our businesses, our communities, and our people. PNC Bank's focus on giving back is part of an ongoing commitment to customers, employees, and the communities PNC Bank serves. Because when one of us succeeds, we all win. Visit PNCBank.com to learn more about taking steps toward your financial goals. PNC Bank, a proud supporter of Gopher Athletics. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Gopher fans, make sure Chick-fil-A is part of your game day routine with Gopher Fan Fridays presented by Chick-fil-A Twin Cities and Chick-fil-A St. Cloud. All you have to do is place a mobile order via the Chick-fil-A app on Fridays all year long and you'll receive a free item for your next order just because you're a Gopher fan. So, as you prepare for Gopher basketball games this season, make sure to get Chick-fil-A on Fridays and show your Gopher pride. Sky Yuma, Chick-fil-A Minnesota is a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. This season, Minnesota Soybean has teamed up with the Gophers to take charge and cut carbon. Donating $1,000 to the University of Minnesota Soybean Research Center for each game where the Gophers successfully take a charge. This support contributes to the cutting-edge research and innovation that allows our state to play a leading role in identifying sustainable uses of soy-based products such as biodiesel. Thank you to Minnesota Soybean and Soybean Farmers and their checkoff for taking charge and cutting carbon, helping all Minnesotans breathe easier. Minnesota Soybean is a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. Welcome back. Go for Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson. Mike Grimm with you along with the head coach, Ben Johnson. JG off here today. Uh, we want to thank the University of Minnesota Bookstores for their sponsorship. You can go shop in person at the Kaufman Union. Uh, also, you can go online to get all your gopher gear, bookstores.umn.edu. And here uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings, we have our little mini fishbowl here. If you're in the restaurant, come and sign up. We're going to give away our $25 weekly gift card today. So put your name on the sheet here if you're in the restaurant. Chance to win a $25 gift card from the University of Minnesota Bookstores. More with Ben Johnson now here on Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson. And uh, we were just talking about this before we came on the air in regard to the schedule. And uh, you guys are in a stretch now, four games in 11 days. 
eight games, I think it's in 23 or 24 games, and or 24 days. And it's strange because, you know, we've, we've both been around the block, around the Big Ten, but I don't remember a schedule, even the one where they pushed it a week early with Big Ten tournament in New York City a few years ago where they had to condense everything. But you had the two games in December, um, and it's still a 20-game schedule, but that's 18 after the first of the year. But, man, it is – I don't remember scheduling like this where there's just – you're getting a game, two days off a game. I mean, and when you're young, it's hard to practice and get better too, right? It's, it, it is difficult. It, uh, you got to be really strategic, even more than normal. Um, and it does. It, it feels like this year more than any uh, that that schedule is just jam packed and there's not a lot of not a lot of wiggle room and not a lot of breaks. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And you got to figure out a way to, to still be able to improve as a as a program and get better and, and be ready for each and every game. Yeah, we've talked about that before, too, that it's hard, um, you know, or during the holidays uh, that you have that chance, especially once the game with Alcorn State got canceled. We had three or four straight days of work, and um, I think there was some progress made there. You've talked about that. But, man, once you get in season and there's a travel day in there and um, to, to really work on your stuff, because now you're worried, okay, today's going to be, I'm sure, about Indiana more than anything. You obviously always want to take care of yourself but um when you get into this uh stretch where there's whether and then you're mandated two days off a week right yeah you, you got to give guys obviously a break there's yeah. there's insulated but like hours hours and day limit um and so it is you're just trying to find ways where you can do both where you're able to to work on yourself because you know from each and every game good or bad you got to have that self-improvement and to continue to grow that standpoint but then you you got you know opponent scouting and <laughs> you got to make sure that the guys are are prepared to to go against their defense and, and defend against their offense. Uh, it could be worse. You could be either Northwestern or Wisconsin this week, who they had their game postponed uh, COVID hit uh, Northwestern. So they had two games wiped out last week. And so you're trying to find wedge in these games now because you're playing every three games. Everybody's in that same boat. So they played last night in the makeup game. And now Northwestern plays at Nebraska tomorrow and uh, Wisconsin is at Maryland tomorrow. So think about Wisconsin. They were supposed to play Saturday. They didn't they have a game last night and now tomorrow night already. I mean, that's um, that's pretty wicked, too, for both those teams now with road games following that makeup. Yeah, it's, that's the, the flip side of when you do miss it um, a game for whatever reason, you obviously want to try to make it up, but you got to know when you do that, it's going to impact your schedule at some point down the line. And those three games in a week are, are tough. So uh, that was one thing you definitely learned from COVID is that, um, you know, not only is it is it hurt to lose games and you have that break, but you know you're going to have to make it up at some point. And, and to, to be able to squeeze a game in, especially uh, later on in the year, when there's not a lot of breaks is, is really tough. Yeah, and I don't know, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, I don't want to sound like it's a complaint. I don't think you're complaining, but is there, it used to be, I remember for years you'd get uh, a bye week where you'd have a, a week off. So you'd play like a Saturday, then you'd have all, like the women right now, go for women, played last Saturday. They won't play again until Sunday. There is not that on this Gopher schedule this year. Other teams have it. Some don't. It's weird. The calendar felt it weird. And then during most seasons, there's also a week where you have a, a weekend off where you don't play a Saturday, Sunday. So you might play on a Wednesday and then not again until a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And your weekend off was a Thursday to a Monday, which was last weekend. So really, there hasn't been much of that. So I don't know what is the if you could wave a magic wand, what would it be? Would you like to extend the season a week later, maybe, just to, to, to stretch it out? Or do you think it's okay jamming on? I mean, obviously, kids want to play games. They, they probably are fine with it. They hate practice. I mean, I shouldn't say it that way, but you know what I'm saying. Yep, yep. But coaches, I think, want to work with, uh, with their team more. Well, I don't know what the answer is, and maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree anyway. 
No, I think there's a lot of good points. I mean, I know some some coaches we've discussed about that, just the different challenges with this type of schedule. Um, because that one week, it, it does help. You know, it helps everything. Um, you know, at the same time, uh, the injury piece, you're, you're trying to maintain that as the year goes on. And, um, you know, we got to really, I think, as a league, evaluate as you see the numbers kind of increase. You know, are, are we... Are we putting our kids in the in the best position to to be successful for extended periods of time? Right. Uh, I think you know, every team at some point is going to miss uh, a player or two, if not more. And um, you do you just wonder do we do we need to maybe extend it a little bit longer at the at the end of the season to afford um, some breaks so that these guys can can be able to travel and play and heal and and not put their bodies at, at risk maybe yeah no i agree I mean, you got to think about the well-being with everything we've talked about the increase and it's great the 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 mental part of it right the 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 mental health well aspect. you want to have a good product you want you know you want to play against teams when they're fully healthy yeah you know you want to compete against guys when they're right and i think everybody everybody wants that and so uh it, it is too it's about having a, a really good product on the floor for fans and for, for sure. opponents and, and even for yourself to be able to, to see. And, you know, if you're playing eight games in 23 days and you're a 20-year-old player on a team, or in your case, you've got some 18-year-olds, I mean, that's a lot on the mind. I mean, I, I would have to think that if you were able to go from a Saturday to a Saturday and get, hey, here's two full days off, just forget about everything, and then come back ready to go, that would be better than jamming two games in between there, just once, even if you could have that at some point. Right. No, the mental break is, is it's important. You know, um, I think we try to be mindful of that when we do have a day off with guys is you want them to really have the whole day where it's, you know, maybe you're not in the facility and you can kind of get your mind away from it and you can focus on whether it's social or personal or your academics, but you're not, it's not that consumed or that cloud of basketball over you. And I do think it's good for, for guys to have that break because you want them to come back fresh and you want them to come back with a clear mind. Yeah. All right, let's take another break. We'll come back. We want to remind you to come and sign up here in our little mini fishbowl. Register for your chance to win a $25 gift card from the University of Minnesota bookstore. Uh, tomorrow night, it's Minnesota and Indiana. We'll preview that game coming up here in a little bit. We'll also have a stretch four segment when we come back. Even though JG's not here, I'll try to throw four questions to the head coach here on the stretch four coming up next. Stay with us. It's Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson from Learfield. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. 
By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Chris Jackamick, I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA. It's really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ag Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your... Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey guys, it's me, Isabella Gomez, filling in for Smokey Bear because he's got more to say than just... Only you can prevent wildfires. Like, if you're outside enjoying a barbecue, don't let a hamburger distract you from fire safety. Make sure you aren't dumping your hot coals or ashes onto the ground because that could start a wildfire. So take wildfire prevention seriously and let's save the world one day at a time. Juntos con Smokey Bear, podemos hacerlo. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T Acronym stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad, you're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council
Welcome back. Go for Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings on the University of Minnesota campus. Minnesota and Indiana right next door here tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. The tip will take air at 7.30. Tickets available at gophersports.com. We want to thank the Man Up Club, a nonprofit mentor leadership organization that works to empower young black males to make positive life choices while preparing them for post-high school education via college or trade school. You can partner with them. Visit the Man Up Club org for more info and um, our great friends at uh, Sunbelt help with that as well so we thank them for that themanupclub.org uh, well no JG today he is out but uh, we're still going to throw together a stretch four and usually the stretch four is uh, sometimes about basketball sometimes not about basketball but usually not about games coming up or games past or what have you so uh, I'm going to throw a couple of uh, questions at you uh, kind of all related here so number one coach of the stretch four uh, you were a multi-sport high school athlete, right? You played quarterback, was it? Receiver. Receiver, and obviously played basketball. Um, nowadays, uh, is are you, are you? Do you still like to recruit multi-sport guys? Do you encourage that? If you knew of, say, an eighth or ninth grader who might be good at football, baseball, wrestling, whatever. Well, it wouldn't be wrestling probably with basketball since at the same time. But you get what I'm saying. Would you still encourage them to stay? I know sometimes now with the AAU summer circuit kids want to specialize and maybe it's their only sport but what's your thought on multi-sport high school athletes no I love it uh try to target it try to find it for a lot of reasons I think um one especially when you talk about football the thing I learned is you're you become accustomed to never feeling 100 percent and you understand that as you get older and as you play sports you're never quote unquote 100 percent you know and, and football teaches you all right, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Yep. You know, if I have a little banged up or a little sore, or a little bruised, guess what? I can I can probably still continue and still play. Um, but then also, I think with that injury piece, when you're playing multiple sports, your body adjusts and becomes more versatile, more balanced. I think when you get into the the you know from whatever it may be fourth, fifth, sixth grade, and you're you're consumed with one sport and one activity, where your body is doing one movement and one motion over and over and over and so there's it's unbalanced yeah and i think that's when you see whether it's wearing down or, or whether it's falling apart or breaking um because your body's not used to adjusting and i think i think you need that um and then i think thirdly it's just that's part to me about being a kid like you should enjoy you know if baseball's on go play baseball go run track you know in the fall if you want to do football or soccer go do that in the winter then you come back to basketball i just I don't know. I think sometimes we miss we yeah. miss that. We put so much focus on uh, an individual sport. Yeah, particularly at youth level, right? I mean, you, you know, because you don't know. Who knows if you're going to like baseball or basketball or what have you. And then does there come a point for certain kids? Like, obviously, if you're seven foot and you're a junior in high school, it might be time to, hey, you know. And some kids now, too, with the prevalence I mentioned, AAU summer uh, circuit, and that's how you're going to go out and probably get scholarship offers and those kind of things. But there's also now some of these prep schools and some of these you know even after high school sometimes a kid will take an extra year but um is there a point at which sometimes okay yeah i gotta put the other stuff in the rearview mirror as you get in you know later in your high school career yeah i think you know as you approach high school a, a parent i'm assuming will know okay my, my kid is driven towards this sport and really wants it and is dedicated to it or in your case maybe they have something whether it's size or height that guides them or moves them towards another sport. You know, that to me maybe is a little bit different. But then I think if you look at the, the big realm of numbers, you know, not everybody is the division one athlete in any given sport. 
And so it's for the majority of high school athletes, men and women, to me, why would you not maximize that experience? You yeah. only have so many years for the majority where you're going to be able to play a competitive sport and be able to actually play and enjoy it. Take advantage of it. Don't get you know such a singular focus where I'm just I'm this 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 this, and you put all your eggs in that basket. Because again, for the small percent that are able to play beyond and play collegiate, that's great. Uh, but again, for the majority, it's like you're going to look back and I think say you know I didn't. I didn't live it up like I could have. Yeah. Did you, uh, was basketball always your favorite sport growing up? You know, I was honestly whatever was in season. Yeah. You know, um, I was a guy where if, you know, if, if I'm watching baseball and it was the playoffs, I loved baseball. If the NBA playoffs, I loved, I loved the NBA. I loved basketball. In the fall, I loved college or NFL football. Um, that was just kind of how it was where I, yeah. when I grew up. Um, so whatever was in season, that was, that was what I wanted to do. How long did you stick with baseball? I sticked all the way, I think I remember my freshman year, went to a practice, our English teacher was the varsity coach, and went to a practice and, um, and saw that the curveball at that level was a little bit different, <laughs> and a little bit different at, at the varsity level. And uh, I learned quickly, if you can't hit the curve, it's, 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 lights, it's, out. it's lights out, and, <laughs> and the mound seemed a little bit closer, and at 14, you're looking at that 18-year-old, you know, whatever, 60 feet away, it's a little bit different, yeah. um, but I think I love I love baseball. Um, try to go to to many games as I can in yeah. the spring and the summer. What position were you coming up through baseball? You know, well, when you're younger, you try to be shortstop because yeah, that's right. where all the action was. Yeah. Uh, but I love center field. Um, you know, it was a huge Barry Bonds, Kirby Puckett guy. Um, so I love the outfield. That was back when, you know, this week in baseball, you're watching that every Saturday morning. You're getting the, the Beckett with the cards. Um, you know, that was a big deal. You could yeah. name everybody that was on a roster back then. Yeah. You know, playoffs, I'm watching, locked in. The whole thing, World Series, you're locked in. You know every single player, the trades they make, the new teams that they're on. Um, unfortunately, now, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I couldn't tell you more than five guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of similar. Growing up, we had, I'm a little older than you, so we had, as you mentioned, the baseball cards. That's how you found out. You always had your favorite team. The Beckett. Beckett cards, yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the magazine. Yeah, oh, so Beckett. you get the Beckett. Yeah, yeah. You could tell if your car was going up, trending up or oh, down, yeah, with and price? what the value was. Yeah, see, price. I didn't even know about that. I don't oh, think yeah. that came out till later. We just had, we would just buy the packs of cards, and then, oh, this is yeah. the catcher for the Cubs, or yeah. the shortstop, Ozzie Smith, or whoever, and you learned them. Yeah. And then I found out when my son was coming up through that age that um, the new, what I would call, quote-unquote, baseball cards was, was MLB uh, The Show. Mm -hmm. So he, that's how he learned baseball. And he knew all the players. And I'm like, how do you know those guys? And well, because I would create rosters on video games. And so that was the new age way to learn what players. Well, and, that, and that also was back when SportsCenter would, would play, you know, mostly highlights of every. Yeah. So you'd watch. Yeah, you'd watch it from whatever the, the eight to nine window. Yeah. And you're watching every single highlight yeah. of every game. So you just you you knew. know all the players. Yeah. Now, even now, my son, he's now old, way older, and he's older now. He's a college grad, but he um, will still get um, highlight. Like, he'll just thumb through a Twitter timeline or whatever, and it's like, oh, okay, well, uh, Carlos Correa hit a homer. That's all I need to know. I found it on Twitter, and that's it, you know? And it's just weird how the – and you probably deal that we deal with that in terms of how youth now and your players even consume uh, info. Oh, yeah. It's just different, right? It's way different. And, you know, you talk about now with fantasy. Yeah. It's like – especially with football, 
players don't really know players necessarily because they appreciate what they do. It's because, oh, they, they affected my fantasy team. Yeah. Or I cheer <laughs> for this guy because he's got good fantasy numbers. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Why don't you cheer for him because he's really good at what he does? Yeah. Um, but, no, it is different. And, and I think, um, you know, the, the, it's funny. Like, you, you ask guys that I watched, whether it was basketball, football, baseball, these guys have no idea who they are. Yeah. Even, even players that you would think would be almost like no-brainer, they have, they have no idea because I think part of it, too, is I don't think kids watch it. Yeah. the way that it was watched not long ago. Right, no doubt. Now, um, you were a receiver. Did you have D1 offers to play football as a receiver? I did. What, where, where could you have gone? Well, football now is a little bit different because if, you know, if you can run and you got size, like, it's just, you know, you got yeah. more scholarships. So um, I was fortunate enough where I had a pretty, a pretty good – I was actually more recruited in football than basketball. Is that right? Now, but part of that, again, is because, um, you know, you go to these camps, you get rated high, and if you have size and can run, it's just – it's different. Um, so I got a chance to, to take some visits and had an opportunity. I mean, I, I remember um, it's funny to see where guys are now um, that, that were recruiting me at that point and, and where they ended up or, or where they are currently. Um, you know, so much time has passed. Um, but like Urban Meyer, for instance, recruited me, and he was the receivers coach at Notre Dame. Really? Um, and, and he was at that time maybe 27 or 28. Um, and obviously you see his career path. Um, it's, so it's, it's, it, it takes you back when you think about it and you look at it. Um, but I think I realized pretty quick, uh, you know, football, I think every – I loved it. I love Friday night lights. I mean, there's nothing better. Um, but then the season is so short, and you practice all week for one game. Yeah. And then you've got winter conditioning. you got no competition. you got 707. you still got a lift. you got spring ball, you know, helmets, pads. you got summer. And it's just like – it's the constant. It's the real grind, right? Yeah. And you got to really love it. And then you also got to know, you know, you're you're obviously trying to make it at that next level. You know, I had somebody say this to me: name a, a successful NFL player that hasn't had a significant injury. Yeah. And it's it's impossible, right? You know, so now you got to feel about okay, do I want to, knowing that that's probably going to happen, the reality of it, do you want to deal with that? And uh, just you look at basketball, it's just. Yeah, is, is that what influenced your decision to oh, go yeah, hoops 100%. as opposed to to, to uh, football? Yeah, and, and I think even even the different places I was at, I mean, the guys that that are successful football players, yeah, they love it, but there's an end game. They want to make it to the next level. I don't know if many college guys that just love the grind of that so much just because they love college football. Yeah, right. They they want to see the big picture just because it is a it's a it's such a physical sport, and I think the more. Um, the older it gets, just the bodies and the size and the speed, um, you know, it's, it's a violent game. And yeah. you, gotta, you, you really have to weigh that and say, okay, do I want to put myself through this? Is it worth it? Do I, do I, is there an end game that would satisfy, you know, going through all this? Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Last one for you. Did you know right away after college or even during high school that coaching was the path you wanted to choose? Yeah, I actually probably knew uh, towards the end of high school. I think... Um, I think just being recruited and, and being able to meet all these different personalities and, and have our relationships and hear their stories and, um, you know, being able to still be around the game. You know, I think I always try to think long term, you know, whether you make it playing basketball or not, you know, it's going to stop at some point. And um, this was something I knew could always keep you involved and keep you competing and, and keep you around young people and keep you kind of paying it forward. You know, everything that I learned, now you're able to, to pay back to people. And then I think when I got to college, you meet people throughout your way and, and throughout your journey that um, either have similar interests, whether it was coaching 
um, or you meet coaches that say, hey, you should really give this a look, and then you really start thinking about it. And um, I just think being around it so much, uh, you do learn, and, and you want to be able to, to pay it forward and pass it on to other guys and try to be able to help and at the same time being able to still, still compete. All right, there they are, the stretch four for our show today. When we come back, we will preview tomorrow's game. The Indiana Hoosiers come to town, Williams Arena, 8 o'clock the tip. We take air at 7.30. want to remind you, every Tuesday right here, noon to 1, it's the Buffalo Wild Wings hosting Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson, Buffalo Wild Wings University of Minnesota location for the show. Buffalo Wild Wings, a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics and the official sports bar of March Madness. Stay with us. It's Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson from Learfield. Are you looking for concert or sports tickets? As the official secondary ticket seller of the Minnesota Gophers, Ticket King is a local company you can trust. They have seats to fit every budget, and tickets can be sent to you overnight or easily picked up in their store. They even offer parking or tailgating passes, and all tickets are guaranteed. Visit them at TicketKingOnline.com or call them directly at 612-341-4131. That's TicketKingOnline.com, the local leader for all your ticket needs. Buffalo Wild Wings has partnered with the Gophers men's basketball team to offer you Wings for Threes this season. Anytime the Gophers make seven or more three-point shots in a game, fans win $7 off orders of 15 or more Wings. Offer valid at participating locations throughout Minnesota for two days after each qualifying game. Come to Buffalo Wild Wings for Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson on Tuesdays from 12 to 1 at the Buffalo Wild Wings University of Minnesota location. Buffalo Wild Wings is a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics and the official sports bar of March Madness. When you want to get around gold country safely, securely, and on time, call Carrie Limousine. Carrie is the leader in the business, offering a world-class fleet featuring consistent, reliable service every time. Carrie sanitizes each vehicle before each trip so you can feel confident when your certified driver picks you up. When you're ready to travel, call Carrie Limousine, 612-623-0565, or book online at carrie.com. That's C-A-R-E-Y dot com. As a business owner, are you recruiting a team focused on safety and preventing claims? What happens when you encounter a foul that leaves you at a disadvantage? You don't want to be left throwing up a half-court shot if a claim threatens your winning streak. Let Federated Mutual Insurance Company step in to give you a layup. Our team is ready to get the ball back in your court, especially when it comes to driving. We want you to make it home safe. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Proud sponsor of Golden Gopher Men's Basketball. Ready for our little forest adventure? Yes! We're here. Whoa, that was fast. There's a forest closer than you think. Find a park or forest near you and music inspired by nature. Discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by USDA Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree, and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now, it's just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
Question, what will you find on all over-the-counter or OTC medicine packages to help you choose the right drug and use it safely? The answer, the drug facts label. This label lists the medicine's active ingredients and purpose, how much to take, and warnings you should know before using it. Remember, even OTC medicines you buy without a prescription can cause side effects you don't want. So follow the information listed on the drug facts label. For more information, visit FDA.gov slash drug facts label. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit FDA.gov generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for, harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet, or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Are you thinking about buying medicine online? A search for online pharmacies yields more than 20 million results. But which ones can you trust? Medicines bought from unlicensed online pharmacies can be dangerous. You may get a fake drug, your condition may get worse, or you may experience a bad reaction. Don't put your health at risk. To learn how to find an online pharmacy that's safe and legal, visit FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Welcome back. Our final segment, Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson, presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Our thanks to engineer Jared Wells on site here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Teo Porta is our producer. Michelle Train in charge of Gopher Communications. We thank all of those great folks for being part of the show today. So it's the Hoosiers and the Gophers tomorrow, 8 o'clock to tip off right next door at Williams Arena. Spencer and I will take air at 7.30. And Coach uh, Indiana has had its ups and downs they were the preseason favorite to win the big 10 in that uh, preseason vote and they looked good early they had some ranked wins and then hit some turbulence as a lot of teams will do and it looks like they're uh, finding their way here just in time to come to, to minneapolis they have a road win against illinois and then uh, handled michigan state over the weekend what can you tell us about the indiana hoosiers no they're playing good basketball they're, they're working their way back to health um i think xavier johnson will still be out but uh race played a little bit last game um i think with those guys out, it gave opportunity for some of the other guys to to improve and to get better and to kind of get more involved in, in the mix. And so I think you're seeing that. You're seeing a, a confident team that's now added some depth with those uh, off-the-bench guys getting that game experience. Um, and I think they've kind of almost like uh, flipped the switch a little bit. And, and again, those last two games were, were telling, especially the one at home versus Michigan State. Uh, they're playing with that energy, and they're a really good defensive team. Um, and now they're, they're gaining that confidence offensively. And I think it starts with Trace. Um, I think he just does a really good job. His, the developments he's taken in his game to now be a scorer and a passer really make it tough. 
Yeah, and he obviously was put back to back. I think he would have 30-something, 15 rebounds. And, um, you know, he, he also was a guy that's in that conversation as for player of the year in the league, certainly in the preseason. He was named preseason player of the year, but Edie's been good. Dickinson's been good. There's some good bigs in this league. In fact, you get to face all three of them in three straight games now. But uh, what, what uh, part of his game uh, has uh, maybe improved the most? I mean, obviously we knew he was skilled and potentially had a chance to go to the NBA last year and decided to come back. I think just his overall feel. I think, you know, when he came in, he was obviously very gifted, um, but he was just relied a lot on his athleticism to, to kind of flourish, whereas now he still has the athleticism, but he's added the skill. He can face up and shoot a little bit. He can face up and drive you. But just what he can do out of the post of becoming a passer, uh, he makes people better. And so now it's like, okay, you want a double team. Uh, he's going to find the cutter. He's going to find the opposite skip. And he's willing to do that. And as before, as before I thought uh, you could kind of speed him up more. Or you could create some turnovers off the post, post crowd or post double. Whereas now I really think that part of his game is elevated and he's taking pride in getting guys shots and making his teammates better. And then, uh, as we mentioned, you got these three guys back to back to back with Edie and then Dickinson and now Trace Jackson Davis. Um, you got to face them at some point. Is there some benefit to, to getting them three in a row? I mean, that's a murderer's row of bigs, but um, I know they all have their own unique skill set. But knowing the challenge, is there benefit to that? The, the benefit is that the scouting report um, doesn't change drastically when you're when you're able to face them back to back to back and your concepts defensively don't change. So uh, with our guys, you're not confusing them. It, it's hey, fellas, this is the same game plan we used the last couple games. Let's just get better at that and rely on that and fall back on that. So from that standpoint, just being consistent with with prepping the same way for a couple weeks definitely does help. Uh, I wanted to ask you, too, about foul pressure on the offense. And this isn't necessarily a, a question in relation to officiating, although certainly that has something to do with it. But the last two games, you guys have not been to the line as often as you had previously. And I know, and maybe there's something offensively that's gone there, but what can you guys try to do? Because that's an important part of the game, particularly in some of these Big Ten low-scoring games. I mean, it, going to the line six times is different than 18 times. And, you know, all of a sudden it, it, it can be a factor. So is there, are there ways you guys can try to get more foul pressure on the opposition? Yeah, I think, you know, we've got to be a little bit more aggressive when we do attack and not shy away from contact. I think that's one of the things and you want to be able to to put the pressure on the official to have to make the call versus when you bail out, you know, you're almost bailing them out as well. So you're you're bailing out of your shot and then you're bailing out of them having to make a bang bang call. And so I think we got to be more aggressive with just getting downhill and attacking the rim and not worrying about necessarily shot blockers, but getting into bodies and, and creating that contact. And then you're putting it on the refs to, to, make, to make those calls when, there's, when there is contact and when there's, there's a body bang. And um, that's just a mentality thing. So I think we just, from that standpoint, um, you know, have to force the issue a little bit more. The Big Ten, uh, as weird as it is, because there's a lot of good teams in this league, Purdue's number one. There's not another ranked team now this week's poll, which I find interesting because I think they also, the Big Ten, has the most teams projected to be in the NCAA tournament. It's nine and some, even ten and some, but yet none of those others are ranked. How do you, what do you make of the way the league has kind of unfolded here? No, somebody told me that this morning. Again, that it's the puzzling thing when you talk about scheduling is, you know, whether it's net, whether it's rankings, national rankings, whether it's your, your power conference rankings, it is hard to get a grasp about what matters because, to your point, to have one team in the top 25 but yet have the most teams in the NCAA tournament, 
that's almost like hard to do. <laughs> you right. know, you, it's almost an impossible to do. So you, you want to know, all right, scheduling wise from here going forward, what truly matters because we do have a really good league and, um, you know, to, to be able to, to be that, have that much respect nationally to say, okay, this league is really good. We're going to give them the most teams in the tournament, but at the same time, we don't give our league credit when we play and lose to each other or beat somebody. Uh, Kind of is weird. Yeah. Well, let's get a win tomorrow. Let's How about that? Sounds good. There he is, the head coach, Ben Johnson. Tomorrow night, Minnesota and Indiana, 8 o'clock the tip. And we'll take air at 7.30 here on the Gopher Radio Network. For Ben Johnson, this is Mike Rim, and this has been Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson from Learfield. U of M looks good on you. Shop the largest selection of University of Minnesota clothing, accessories, and gifts at the University of Minnesota bookstores. Love to read? Check out their huge selection of books. Want competitive pricing on the latest technology, tech accessories, services, and repairs? U of M bookstores has that too. Visit the U of M bookstores in Kauffman Memorial Union, the St. Paul Student Center, game day kiosks, or online at bookstores.umn.edu. Midland Hills Country Club is well known as one of the finest golf clubs in the Twin Cities. The club has totally renovated its classic Seth Rayner design course back to its original design. Enjoy a meticulously maintained course and experience what Midland Hills Country Club has to offer. Midland Hills is conveniently located in Roseville, just 10 minutes from either downtown. A limited number of memberships are available. The club offers a great golfing experience and a comfortable social atmosphere. Visit MidlandHillsCC.org. From Buffalo Wild Wings on the University of Minnesota campus, the official sports bar of March Madness, Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson on the Gopher Sports Network from Learfield has been brought to you by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Gopher Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.